All right, welcome back. This is the week you missed. It is May 11th. It's a beautiful day outside in Philadelphia. I wish the current events were as beautiful as the weather is. <laughs> I uh, have a few things to talk about today. I kind of, I usually like uh, merge a couple things with, I think, one theme to talk about. So I'm going to kind of bring up uh, something that actually is involved with everything. The town hall that was last night on CNN with uh, Trump, which I will say I didn't watch, but I've just been reading a little bit about it. I have some comments. But then related to that kind of, or at least in my opinion, how I'm going to relate it. Also, the news that Tucker Carlson is having his show on Twitter. And if you saw the video that he uh, released on Twitter to announce the whole thing, he basically says that all of the news is a lie because a lot of the time they're maybe not necessarily directly lying, although sometimes they do that too, but they withhold a lot of the truth. And when you withhold yeah, yeah. the truth, it paints a certain picture that is manipulating and not really saying what actually happened. And it's a lot of lies. And he basically says that at he's been at CNN, he's been at Fox and when you're there, they hold you with restrictions from saying things. And when you can't say these certain things, it kind of makes the story out as a lie. And he's saying now at Twitter, he's going to be allowed to say whatever he wants. So it's going to be um, a lot better, whatever. So why is that related, in my opinion, to the town hall last night? The, I, I don't understand why they had a town hall. Uh, CNN always says like they hate <clears throat> Trump that they we shouldn't give him the time of day, but then they give him prime time television that's worth a lot of marketing dollars. Uh, I don't know why they're doing that. And then just based on some of the clips, and then I saw some of the like the post show uh, interviews that they had with some of the people who attended CNN, it looks like it's trying to like smear him. And they say like, I don't know, there's just a lot of things that don't really make sense. They say, yeah. Stop talking about 2020 at, that it's a lie and stop talking um, that you're lying, that you weren't involved with the, the January 6th insurrection. But that's the first two questions that they ask. It's like, if you guys yeah. want him to stop talking about it, why are you guys keep on bringing it up? Um, and it just, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm sick of uh, the media, um, sick of the media lying. Doesn't make sense. What do you think about all that? So I want to comment on both the things you brought up, and I'll start with the Trump town hall. I mean, look, the reason that they have the town hall is obvious. Trump is good for ratings. That's it. Yeah. That is that is long and the short of it. And look, at the end, you know, I think, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before, but I do think that, you know, and this sort of goes against sort of some of my more libertarian instincts. But frankly, like, I don't know if you should be able to have a news organization that is part of a publicly traded company. Because at the end of the day, they are responsible to their shareholders to max maximize share price and maximize value for them, which is in direct contradiction with, you know, the idea that we are going to just bring you the news and report on facts only. So like I've always said, like, I don't like if there was some way to create or force news organizations to be part of like a low profit, nonprofit entity where it's like, yeah, you can make your money, you can pay people millions of dollars, you can do all this, but like you don't 
you don't get to be part of a publicly traded company where the financial incentives are going to skew what you can say so much. Um, mm -hmm. So I think this is just like an inevitable, this is like an obvious and inevitable outcome of having uh, media that is basically their corporations. You know, they're not, they're not like news organizations. I mean, sure they are, but they're, they're, for-profit organizations that have financial incentives they're working against. I mean, it's the reason why, you know, I, if, if like, if you don't think that the news stories that you see on cable news or even broadcast news are not impacted by the people that are sponsors of those shows, you are wrong. They're right. And I'm not to say that they're having meetings where they're constantly being like, well, this is what you're going to say or go out there and say this. But I guarantee you there's some times where they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that story because right. this company basically pays the bills for us or would be a significant hit and like we're not we're just not going to talk about that well my talk about my, in a slightly different way my opinion something i talk a lot about and i uh sorry if it's a little bit of a tangent yeah. but like uh, i hate the pharmaceutical industry and i wouldn't be surprised if that's why we don't hear about the fentanyl crisis and how many overdoses there are more often we definitely hear about it they report about it but uh, this is something actually I like, uh, maybe I was aware of, I forgot, I just looked it up. There's like 1400 people who died in Philadelphia from drug overdose last year, compared yeah. to 500 who died from violent, like a uh, gun uh, crisis. You hear about the gun crisis uh, way more often. And you actually probably hear about that less often too, because of the gun lobbying and all of that. But you hear about the gun um issue way more than the overdose issue i wouldn't be surprised if pharmaceutical companies are funding these media companies more than the gun companies and that's why you just don't hear about it because it would ruin their funding and they don't want that so you don't hear about it as much yeah no and i think the uh but the the tucker carlson thing is very interesting um because i think um i think one it's this is a smart move by Tucker to do this. I think it's going to be really interesting to game out um, and sort of put live testing behind some of Elon Musk's plans for monetization of Twitter um, mm -hmm. in terms of like revenue sharing with content creators when ads run in their Twitter threads, as well as with this like new subscriber thing where people are going to be able to subscribe to people on Twitter to get like access to more premium content, almost like a Patreon or a Substack kind of system. Um, and I think in terms of people with a built-in audience, Tucker Carlson obviously has a massive one because he not only has people who like him, he has the people who hate him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, you know, that's always been this thing of people, you know, when you've got like a Rush Limbaugh or Howard Stern or Tucker Carlson, these people that are very controversial yet very popular figures, you know, it's not just the people that like them that are watching them, it's the people that hate them as well. Because, I mean, I remember there was some stat about Howard Stern that was like, the people who like Howard Stern listen for an hour a day, the people who hate him listen for 90 minutes a day, you know, and it's, it, and so like, there is that aspect too. So I think it's going to be wildly successful. I also think that, look, I think just like all political commentators tucker carlson's full of shit sometimes and mm -hmm. says things that are you know even though he's trying to be like i am the truth and i will deliver the truth like come on man like you're gonna massage things your own way or you know put spin right. on it that you like too and it will be interesting to see that you know the community notes feature on twitter as well as just people being able to reply in threads to be like calling him out in real time potentially 
Um, so I think it'll make for a really interesting, open conversation. And, and I do hope it's funny because Elon Musk tweeted at, uh, Don Lemon to basically be like, have you considered starting a show like as well? And the thing is, it's like, it's hilarious. Cause I don't know if that was like a troll on his part, but like Don Lemon does not have nearly the audience that Tucker Carlson had. Uh, no, I would like to see Don Lemon do it. I think it would be interesting. I think we should see people on the left side of the spectrum trying the same thing. Cause I think it could be a better way to deliver, I'm not going to call it news, but like political commentary um, versus it being on these corporate media channels. So I don't know. I think, I think it'll be really interesting to see where this goes and how this plays out. Yeah. I, I think it's a great move by Twitter. Great move by Tucker Carlson. Um, I'm interested. I hope more journalists do it because uh I agree that a lot of journalists are held to these restrictions and it'd be nice uh, on Twitter if, if they are. And, um, well, and, and yeah. one small detail, because you said it's a great move by Twitter. As far as I know, there's, yeah, there's no formal, not a contract. There is no formal deal between the two. So it's like I wouldn't be. I think that uh, Elon said, hey, I think this would be a good idea. Yeah. My yeah. guess is there will be something formalized. But at this point, like it will be interesting to see if it happens, you know, before the show starts but like at this point tucker's like well i can post videos to twitter so i'm just gonna do it like he's just saying yeah. well he's getting platform uh, i can use he's getting fined uh 40 uh, million dollars to do this oh for it, breaking his contract at fox yeah at, the, at least that's what uh, they're trying i think that's gonna probably be a lawsuit but supposedly it breaks the contract still which well, and weird. Tucker Carlson apparently is suing Fox News for fraud and breach of contract and all this. And I think that what I think I think Tucker's going to come out on top on this, because I think what he's going to do is he's going to say, like, look, you guys have been releasing all these videos of me. I'm going to sue you guys and force out a whole bunch of stuff you don't want your viewers to see. I'm going to force out and show documents and show text messages and emails that show that you're just as bad as CNN or MSNBC or, or you know, at, at any of these other media companies that you say that like, they're the mainstream news. It's like, no motherfucker, you're the mainstream news too. And, mm. and if you really force this issue, I'm going to make it clear as day, which is going to hurt you with your viewers. So I think um, there's obviously a lot of really sort of interesting stuff sort of bubbling around, um, uh, around on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Yes. So So what do you uh, got for us? So an interesting, I think it's, and I don't know if you've been following this at all, but you're aware of, I know, I know you have no love lost for AOC. And although I've I've had a few things uh, lately that I I'll have to admit, I agree with her. Well, I think I'm, I think I know where you're going with this. And I I don't know how you feel about Matt Gates, but we both know that they're pretty much on the complete opposite side of the political spectrum. And they're both sort of these like, not just a conservative and a liberal, but they're both sort of like fire breathers. They're both very online people. They're very engaged in new media. Um, and the first thing I saw, I think about a week ago, is Matt Gates and AOC co-sponsored a piece of legislation to ban Congre- members of Congress from trading stocks, which, you know, I think at this point, I, you know, the average American would say, yes, of course, um, that, that, that that should be the case. Um, that, you know, not to say that you can't be invested in the stock market completely, but it's like, look, you give your money to a fund manager and it is a completely blind trust. Like there could be ways for these people to invest money that makes it so that they can't just use all their insider info to make these amazing stock trades. Uh, because look, they're all doing it. People on the right, people on the left, they're getting rich because 
they know more than the average person and it's insane that they're able to get away with it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really refreshing to see that. I'm sure it will go nowhere because like I said, most members of Congress enjoy getting rich off the information they have. Um, but it's good. Which to that see should them. be, that should be kind of something that changes also is that rules about Congress aren't decided by Congress. Congress. I mean, it is, it is, it is interesting. Um, but then the, the other aspect of it is, you know, Matt Gates. he was on his podcast, I think a couple of days ago, and he just brought up the fact that he thinks it's so childish and stupid how when people are commenting on AOC, they always work in like her looks or something about like, yeah. you know, her sexuality or something. And it's like, you know, it's, it is true. And I think it is, it is sort of old and tiresome. Look, like, I guess for the, her first term, like you could make an argument and be like, oh, well, she's just, you know, a pretty face or whatever, but she's shown to be an effective politician who is a very influential member of Congress. And this idea of like, you're just going to like, because the thing is, I disagree with her as well on a lot of things, but it's like the way that you fight someone you disagree with is not by these trivial sort of non sequitur attacks. You need to fight them on the issues, address them where they're at. And I think it is refreshing to see Matt Gates being like, this is dumb. Like, why are we doing this? And and again, Matt Gates is like a gigantic asshole. So for yeah. him to be the one coming out saying this, it's really nice to see. Um, and and I don't know, maybe there's some sort of like, it would be hilarious to me if AOC and Matt Gates like went out and like got drunk or like, you know, it's like smoke a doobie together or like that they've got this like behind the scenes friendship while they hate each other uh, for the TV cameras. But it's just nice to see. And I, I, I do want to sort of relate this to the the fact that, you know, seeing this bipartisanship from them, I don't know, have you seen the uh, the announcements that came out from the Republican like oversight committee about all these shell corporations the Biden family has or that created and these payments and everything? No, I didn't. So I, I haven't dug super deep on it, but basically they've been doing while investigating like Hunter Biden and through some of his court cases he has going on and everything else they've been digging deep on sort of the Biden family. And they found that there has been this creation of like tens or maybe even twenties of these like LLCs that don't really do anything. And that are like shell corporations and like they're all tied together and that these companies are receiving money from foreign nationals that then these companies are then making payouts to various members of the Biden family, including Hunter, like Hunter's wife, their kids, a grandchild, like, and it's, look, at this point, there's, there's no like hard evidence that it's like absolutely corrupt, but this is one of those where there's smoke, there's fire sort of things. Yeah. And like the fact that the story, I mean, you didn't hear about it, like I said, I mean, it, it did just come out, but it's like, this is sort of a big deal. Like, and, and look, maybe everything is above board, but this idea that, just because of red team, blue team, this, the the typical people are saying, oh, well, this is nothing. This is not a big deal. And Republicans are like, well, this is the worst thing ever. And he needs to be impeached. It's like, of course, these are the standard responses. But I feel like we can all come together and be like, this looks shady. Like, this yeah. looks really, really, really shady. And, Definitely. you know, and, and the fact that it's just going to get ignored by the White House is my assumption until there's actually like an investigation or subpoenas issued it's uh it's unfortunate and i just you know I, I always wish to get more from politics but i'm too jaded to ever expect it you know i've been paying attention too long and like this is not shocking at all it's just it's just yet again another example of how these people on both sides of the aisle view themselves as completely separate from us and better than us and that yeah. they get to do what they want when they want and 
unless they cross the wrong people within their like ruling class, they're not going to get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. You know? No, uh, I, I completely yeah. agree. And I guess uh, just to relate it actually to, to what I brought up, um, like you don't, you're not going to hear about this uh, Biden thing too much. I'm like looking it up right now. I didn't hear anything about it, but also CNN uh, says like, Oh, Trump is so horrible, this, that. And they like, um grill him on some questions to try and make him look dumb but they would never do that it seems to hunter biden or joe biden it's like hey if you pressed him about these shell corporations the same way that you press trump about whatever he's uh been accused of doing too he would look like an idiot also but you guys lay off you don't even like uh mention it really and if you do mention it you kind of give him benefit of the doubt um and it's I, I agree with you. I'm sick of uh, the politicians just doing whatever they want, lying, looking out for themselves and no one else. And I'm also sick of the media, though, uh, being like in cahoots with them and kind of supporting the whole thing. Because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people, unfortunately, aren't able to see it. And they, they hear the politician lie. They hear the media confirm the lie. And then they think it's that's just what it is, when a lot of the time it's not. Yeah. No, I think it's um I don't know. It's it's just completely non-surprising but still disgusting and you know, I always hope for better but I never really expect it to actually come through. But I think um I think I think we're in for a wild ride. Um, last uh last question. I'm sure you don't know too much about it, but uh if you were voting in the Philadelphia mayor um preliminary, which is basically the election cuz uh, whatever. Who do you think it's going to be? Um, I don't know who I think it's going to be from like following on Reddit and all this. It seems like this, uh, I think Reinhardt, Rebecca Reinhardt, yeah. I think is her first name. Um, she seems like probably a pretty good choice. You know, someone who is sort of like a boring person who is good with numbers. Um, I yeah. feel like knowing that the the financial position the city is in, that we need someone who is probably better at policy and less and less focused on like being on TV and making statements and and like trying to make news and headlines where it seems like, you know, with Helen Jim, it seems like she's much more of a sort of aggressive, like, you know, uh, very verbose and outspoken progressive, which and maybe not so much on like delivering uh, firm stuff or firm policy. So I don't know. But again, I haven't been paying attention since I don't live there anymore. But you know, it seems to be that people uh, that that is who, based on what I've re- read, probably who I would vote for. What about you? Um, I would probably lean towards Reinhardt. Also, I definitely want a woman. Um, I don't want Dom or um, voting for Dom makes you a dumbass. <laughs> like that, but I don't want him. I don't want Jeff Brown. Um, so mostly a woman. I don't really like Jim too much because uh. She's tied to pharmaceutical companies. I hate pharmaceutical companies. Reinhardt, I like that she exposed a lot of corruption and fraud in Philly as a city controller. So uh, I think that's a good track record for me. And uh, like you said, she's good with numbers and seems like uh, fairly conservative and um, not like a showboat and all that. Um, So probably her. I wouldn't mind Sherelle Parker either, though. She seems like she's a decent woman. 
Yeah, well, you know, look, I think and I think Philly has a ton of potential. I think the city and it's so it's so sad to see it get squandered time and time again. And that, you know, that there's obvious, obvious corruption at various levels of Philadelphia government. And it's just at this point, it gets sort of laughed off. And it's like you guys could be so much better if instead of just being like, well, they're corrupt. I guess that's just the way Philly politicians are. If we actually held them accountable, got them out and got decent people in, the city could thrive and flourish. And that's all I hope for it. I I really do. I I think it's such a great resources. It's got a great geographic location in terms of being between DC and New York and sort of on that Eastern East Coast corridor. And it just, it's not thriving in the way that it could. Yeah, I agree. But uh, so I I, got to go actually, but I want to mention one more thing and we'll probably we're going to discuss this uh, hopefully next week because I'm sure I'll be going on still. Did you hear about the two guys who escaped the prison here? <laughs> no. Well, actually, I saw I saw like a headline of it, but I didn't read about it. They they escaped for over 24 hours without being caught, um, which like there's at least three headcounts that they were marked as there and they weren't. So that's oh, not one of the guys has murdered, accused of murdering four people. So this is not someone we want to escape. They have no idea where they are. Um, and then after reading about this, found out that Philadelphia prison system is 40 percent uh, below the employment. They're, they have uh, 800 vacancies um in there when they're working so they probably didn't have a head count that they missed <laughs> no you know but, and I, I I worked I did an internship at a prison for about three months one one summer in college and like I mean the head counts is like that is basically the core part of the job it's like yeah. we are making sure the people that are supposed to be here are still here crazy like that, that's really it like keeping them <laughs> safe and separated and fed and yeah been inside the jail yeah um, and, that and, is that is wild um, <laughs> yeah we'll see uh my money is by next week they're not caught so we'll see i mean if they're smart they're getting far 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 away from philadelphia um <laughs> criminals typically are also oftentimes the smartest so Maybe they get caught. Hopefully they get caught. And I'm shocked to hear that it's not just some like BS, you know, like turnstile jumper or something. The fact that it's like a potential quadruple murder suspect is very worrisome. Crazy. Uh, but that is uh, crazy. We'll end on that note. Hope you have a good week. <laughs> Stay safe. Love you. Peace. Peace.